on today's show, we have ghosts, we have guns, and it's not too civilized. So let's get into it on the Two to Do Paranormal Podcast. Quiet. Welcome to the Two 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 Paranormal Podcast with your hosts Jen and Joe. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. How's your mouth, Joe? It's okay. You're gonna be able to talk for the show. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Just want to make surgery, sure. Gum surgery. They cut my gum open. Yeah. Put cement in there. I could feel them. Grinding the bone, my jawbone was great. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) And then he drove himself home. Yeah. uh, Crazy man. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Driving home. I gotta move my mouth off for sure. (laughs) About halfway home, the gauze they put in there started coming out. I I was like, I can't get back in. (laughs) (laughs) Always an exciting adventure with the 222 Paranormal Podcast. So... As you know, we love to travel. Yeah. Joe and I are setting off on an adventure, and we'll be on our adventure when you're hearing this podcast. So, Joe, tell everybody where we're heading. We are heading down to Huntsville, Tennessee. Yay! To the haunted and historic Scott County Jail that is run by Miranda the Ghost Biker mm-hmm. and Chris Sumner from Soul Sisters Paranormal. We talked about the the jail many times on mm-hmm. the show. We've had yep. Miranda and Chris on, and yeah. uh, we're finally going down there. I'm so excited. We have not seen them in person in probably two years. I know. Stupid COVID. But I, what I'm excited about is that the area that we're going was the heart of the Civil War. Yeah. And that's what our show is uh, topic is today, just talking about the Civil War, why it's so haunted, what mm-hmm. it means to this country, um, you know, some of the places that you don't really think about um to find civil war ghosts and just some really interesting facts about the civil war and probably some not so interesting (laughs) facts you'll understand later but you know i just really wanted to like just kind of explore that history because you hear about it and you've heard about it but there's so it's so such a complex thing and people don't understand like you know for the history of our country and the amount of lives that were lost Mm -hmm. you know it's just Driving down there, especially, you know, like Gettysburg is probably the most famous haunted Civil War related location. It's just everything is so creepy and haunted. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, many, many, many ghost stories. Well, I mean, and when you talk about the Civil War, the first thing that comes to mind is Gettysburg. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks that Gettysburg is the most haunted location for the Civil War, but there were a lot others that were just as haunted. Yeah, so... I just want to give you guys some just little tidbits about the Civil War. So, you know, maybe our younger listeners don't know or maybe some people just, you know, I have to say this. You know, there wasn't a lot of like the realness taught in school about the Civil War. You got the basics, right? Mm -hmm. It was the North and the South and it was connected to the freedom of slaves. and, And there was other political things going on at the time, but. There was, there's so many interesting details. So it started April 12th, 1861. It ended, well, there's some controversy about the end date of it. Yeah, there's no real set. They say it ended on this date, but there was still skirmishes going on. Right. So May 9th, 
1865. We're, so we're talking about a span of four years. And, you know, I That's think a about... a long time. Well, the thing is, I saw that today, too, because I never really realized how long it was. But I thought the Civil War went on for like 10 years or that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot longer. Mm-hmm. When I saw it was only four years, I'm like... That's crazy. Yeah. So there was a lot of events that built up to it. There was 11 states in the South, and they succeeded from the country. They Mm -hmm. wanted to be their own. I think they were calling themselves the Confederate States of the Southern or something along that lines. So just to put it in perspective, there was 22 million people in the North at that time. There were 9 million people in the South. Of which 4 million of those were slaves. Oh, wow. So you're talking 5 million people, mm-hmm. general, uh, landowners, whatever, um, 4 million of those were slaves. So, you know, the North had the more resources. They had the railroads. They had the factories. They had food, more food options. They had more transportation, more industry, whereas the South had more of the farming, agricultural. So there was... Roughly 620,000 casualties of the war. So you're talking two-thirds of the deaths that occurred were actually because of diseases, not because of being shot or killed in in war. This is really interesting. A third of the Union were immigrants. So, you know, you had people immigrating and then fighting in the war to represent the North. A tenth of the fighters were African-Americans, and only one in five survived, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. I <laughs> I think this is, is a little unfair, but, you know, this is what really happened. So if you were a private in the war mm-hmm. back in, in between, you know, 1861 and 1865, you made $13 a month. Oh, wow. But African-Americans only got $10 per month. But they had to pay $3 a month for their uniforms, whereas the white soldiers didn't. Yeah, I heard that, that they really treated the black soldiers bad. And that's why most of them died. Mm -hmm. And so later on, they they had um, rallied and and protested, and then they got paid back Mm -hmm. for that. Some of them did. But it it was a really sad time because a lot of the soldiers, whether they were black or white, sometimes just didn't get paid. Yeah. They just never got paid. There was massive food shortages. And what's interesting, but kind of gross, so I'm just giving everybody a, um, a what do you call that, when they uh, trigger warning? Yeah. Um, out of the, you know, whatever it was, I think there was like 5 million people fighting in the war at the time. 3.8 million of them had diarrhea. And one in... 40 would die mm-hmm. because of they would just sickness and sickness yeah. and the, the diarrhea killed more people. You know, they had gastrointestinal uh-huh. um, diseases. And what's interesting is that there was a rule. You could not shoot any man who was going number two. Oh yeah. And most of them were because they had explosive diarrhea <laughs> because there were just the food shortages and the lack of, you know, they a- would, everything they would eat anything like yeah. leather yeah and you know it's just it's so harrowing and i know war's gone on since the time of man has even been mm-hmm. on this planet 
and every country every culture has has war but it's so brutal and it's so you know to think about the civil people don't want to talk about it you get it now yeah you know like the horrors that you see this thing about the civil war was you could have brothers fighting on two different sides mm-hmm. and you, your numbers there it seems those seem kind of low to me yeah well that's just what i yeah read because i know that the war of 1812 the battle that happened right up here in monroe mm-hmm. 2,000 people died just in that one battle. Yeah. At Gettysburg itself, which was only a two or three day battle, mm-hmm. there were 52,000 deaths missing and wounded. Yeah. 52,000 in, in the span of two days. Yeah. And this is also interesting. When Lincoln did the Gettysburg Address, it was only 269 words long. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I'm going to have to listen to it now. <laughs> um, there was so much... Um, strife going on you know and it's it's not surprising that people or you know these men that were starving and there were a few women that kind of dressed like men and kind of snuck in and and fought also but um not very many i i would imagine there was you know i mean because mm-hmm. there were bad women back then too bad mamma jamas bad mamma jamas the youngest soldier was 11 years old and he was a drummer you guys can look him up the oldest that served, they called him Graybeard. He was 80 years old. Now, oh, wow. Like that lifespan was unheard of. You know, back yeah. then, you know, people didn't live that long. This is what really got me. This is um, kind of sad. A million horses died in the battle. Yeah. And the average eight lifespan of a horse was only three to six months in the war. Yeah. A million horses. Mm-hmm. Where do we even get a million horses, right? Well, so, they, they were, I mean, that was their transportation yeah. back then. So there was... You know, yeah, they bred a heck of a lot more of them than what we have now. <laughs> Eighty-five thousand tried to flee to Canada, but only nine thousand made it. Most of them were caught. And in nineteen fifty-six, the last Union soldier died. Nineteen fifty-six, he was in his hundred, wow. over a hundred years old. But I don't, I didn't have the last Confederate soldier. I don't mm-hmm. know how long he lived. But nineteen fifty-six, that's your mom and dad got married. Is it? Isn't that bizarre? Like to think like that. Here's another interesting fact, and then we can get into more of the ghosty type stuff. When you signed up to be um, to uh, join the armies or whatever side it was on, they would inspect your teeth because they wanted to make sure you had two front teeth so you could pry open the gunpowder packets. Oh. So people would... I wouldn't do good right now. I know, right? That's what I was <laughs> saying. Joe had his gun surgery, but um, they would pull out their front teeth. So they wouldn't get drafted. Oh, wow. Or sent to other, you know, things. Uh Another thing is that generals were 50% more likely to die because they were always at the front of the lines. Yeah, on horses. Right. So that was interesting. Now, here is a a weird and interesting fact. I think this is the weirdest thing I found (laughs) about all of the things that we're going to talk about today. At the Battle of Shiloh, I don't know if you have this story or not. No. They, so bizarre, they would, they, (laughs) I can't even, it's so weird. They had blue glowing wounds. Their wounds glowed blue. Really? Yeah. They could not figure it out. It took like 150 years to figure out. There was a bioluminescence bacterial, bacterium that formed from something from this specific specific area and they either put it in the wounds or it just happened 
but their wounds would glow blue. <laughs> so that was like this really odd thing. So I'm thinking like when I saw that blue orb on the battlefield at Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. Like I was now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, was it something like this coming through? Or was that because of maybe that was the color of their uniform? I don't mm-hmm. know. But that was at the Battle of Shiloh. So we'll huh. have to do a little bit more digging into that. So talking about Gettysburg, I know you had some things happen to you at yeah. Gettysburg. Now, when we both went, I really didn't have much. When I just had like the only thing I could really say is when we were at Devil's Den, I felt a cold rush go through me. Mm-hmm. Was that just me or was, you know, I don't know. I didn't have an experience where I saw anything of that. But It's one of the most hunted places yeah you know there was so much of the battle took i mean that could very well been Mm -hmm. you know spirits rushing through and i don't know if they're fake or not but they're very intriguing is those videos on youtube where you actually see shadows of ghosts like like white shadow figures Mm -hmm. walking past the road and there's another video of one where somebody's driving down the road Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden two white shadow figures run Mm -hmm. around a cannon I don't think they're fake, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I I felt that. I heard with my own ears mm-hmm. a young man's voice on the battlefield. Like, and there was nobody around but me and my sister. Um, I, it was just like, it, it has to be. I mean, you had 60,000 people die in two mm-hmm. days and one, you know, small chunk of the, <laughs> you know, And the thing city. is, you know, we talk about stone tape theory. Mm-hmm. Literally sixty thousand bodies of blood went into that ground. Yeah, I bet you if you dug ground dirt up and you did DNA testing on mm-hmm. the dirt, you would get people's DNA. Do you think? Do you think like still in these I days, like it so. wouldn't disintegrate it? I don't it's know. It's been two hundred. Yeah, it's true. Almost two hundred years of the rain yeah, and all that, but but still, yeah, especially in the places where, like, I forget the exact name of it, but there's a a wall that everybody was trying to jump over and they were just picking them off and oh, they literally were piling up can't bodies. I remember the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it was one of the largest loss of life, you know, on our American soil, mm-hmm. probably outside of the, you know, Native Americans mm-hmm. being massacred. But um, yeah, and highly emotionally charged young, generally young mm-hmm. men scared you know like you're in battle you're starving you're you're fighting and and the thing is they walked like yeah from states to states florida and or whatever georgia to just fight that's like the uh battle the war of 1812 battle up here at raisin river Mm -hmm. they marched all the way from tennessee to fight for 20 minutes you know crazy I know, like now we t- uh, we're inconvenienced and we have to get up and change, the, <laughs> you know, walk across the room to get the remote. Ugh, we're so spoiled. <laughs> um, but it's just crazy. So why don't you? I know some of the listeners oh. have heard the story before, but why don't you tell the listener about your story of when you were on the battlefield and what you experienced? Okay, so yeah, just I'll recap just because. 
told the story a couple of times, but go back and listen to those episodes. They were cool. Uh, um, my sister and I went for a Bigfoot conference. Now, this is like right before I really got into like hot and heavy ghost hunting and, and into that stuff. So I knew about it. Mm-hmm. I knew about, you know, that was the first like foray into like weird stuff. So my sister and I drove to Gettysburg. It took us eight hours to get down there, maybe longer. It was really fun. We walked around the town. We went to the Jenny Wade house, mm-hmm. which I had a really weird experience at. Now, if you don't know what that is, it was the um, only c- civilian woman killed in the battle. I believe she was the only one or maybe one of a couple. The house is right in the downtown of Gettysburg. So back in the day, um, so the there were soldiers up in the... Um, what do you call it? Like the buildings. And they're only like three-story buildings, yeah. not very tall buildings. And they were shooting at each other kind of long range down this like corridor. Uh, bullet went through, went through two doors, wooden doors. Um, she had been in the kitchen. So she had like the door between the dining room and the kitchen kind of like behind her to shield her from any, you know, accidental shootings. But it, it went right through the front door, mm-hmm. this wooden door and killed her. So my sister and I are in the house now. My sister said, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want with the lights off completely dark. I That scares me. I don't want to do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's fine. You know, we're just going to take the tour. So we take the little tour and I'm in there and there's probably less than 10 people in the, in the house. It's a very small house. So, you know, they only have a few people in there at a time. So we're in there and there's people in like the parlor and I'm kind of, well, I was in the kitchen part, which is when you first walk in the door, it's right there. And then there's like a little living room, I guess you would call a parlor or whatever, to the right. And then to the left, you go up the steps to go upstairs. I'm in the kitchen and they have one of those like uh, metal chain ropes roping off the area mm-hmm. they don't want you to walk into. You know, it's just one of those thin chains and it's, I don't know, you know, probably like four feet long on like those poles, you know, and it's hanging like, you know, like in a U shape. And I'm looking at it and I was like, I'm the only one in the room and I'm looking at it and swinging, but it wasn't swinging like if you bumped it with your leg, it would swing out and back, right? It was going up and down. Like somebody was literally picking it up and dropping it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you guys got to see this. And nobody would come in and I'm like, you guys got to see this. And they came in and it was moving, but it wasn't moving the way that I saw it moving. And I'm like, oh my word. And it was just weird because like, you know, she was probably a young woman, probably the same age as I was at the time I was visiting. And we both had the same name, Jenny, right? So it's very strange. Mm -hmm. Upstairs. So it's basically like two houses put together, like a duplex, but side by side. But it's like a stone brick house. A mortar had come through and blew a hole in the wall. So you could go from one house to the other. So when she got shot and killed... They took her body upstairs through the other side, which you could go then down into the basement. And they took her body into the basement. Okay. And if you guys, you know, seen Ghost Adventures, you remember like Zach laying on the dummy that's in the basement that was supposed to be her. So, okay. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so that's how the family escaped. Um, but they had taken her body. She just shot and killed, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably trailing blood through the oh, house. Yeah. And so we go down into the basement. Well, first I'm upstairs and I just felt like I saw something in the mirror, but I couldn't really confirm it because there was a lot of people in there. Not a lot, but like there were people in that room. So I thought, oh, maybe I just 
you know, saw somebody's reflection or something. But it was weird because it was a young woman's face. And there was, you know, four or five ladies, my sister, myself, two other ladies, and then a couple dudes and a kid. So I can't really say for sure. But you know, I kind of have to be like, okay, with a grain of salt on that one, like, not sure if it's debunked or if, you know, whatever. So we go in the basement. And so they have like these log benches you sit on and then they have like a replica of her body laying and it's kind of looks like it would have looked back then. And there's like staples of like barrels of food and cans and stuff, you know, like what you would have back then. And we're sitting there and they're like telling the little story, you know, how like they came down here to hide from the soldiers or whatever. And then they turn the lights out. <laughs> and my sister's like, freaking out because she didn't want to be in the dark yeah and i said oh i'm not gonna turn the lights out i'm like oh god they turn the lights out she's like i'm out of here (laughs) (laughs) so anyways we left there we're driving down so there's like one two-lane highway that runs through the center of the battlefield now it's four miles long so if there's anybody coming towards you you see them or anybody behind you see them there's no other like incoming roads through this strip in the middle it's all protected land so there's nobody that lives on it mm-hmm. i think there's a couple historic homes yeah or farms um, but they're just display houses right it's 11 something at night it was about 11 20 at night so i'm like pull over i want to take a picture out in the battlefield so i jump out of the car there's nobody around like nobody there's no there's nothing for miles like a mile into the battlefield mm-hmm. there's nothing it's like so there's like split rail fencing. So I kind of bend down a little bit and I'm just taking some pictures of out the battlefield. There's nothing out there, but I'm taking pictures, right? And a young man's voice says in my head, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I heard it audibly. I get goosebumps right now. I'm thinking about it. And I just like ran back to the car because I didn't know what was going on. There was nobody around. Yeah. And then, you know, you feel bad because like now I think about it, I'm like, oh, a ghost was communicating with yeah. me and I just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we did capture, we captured blue orbs on the battlefield. Now, we weren't supposed to go on the battlefield after 10 yeah. p.m. You're not supposed to be on it. It's a felony if you get uh-huh. caught on the battlefield. We didn't go f- too far in. We maybe went in 10 yards or maybe 20 yards couple people were doing it but we just you know there was nobody around it was mm-hmm. cold it was october it was freezing so i mean and we weren't like you know out digging up anything or anything <laughs> we were just kind of snapping some photographs and got blue orbs could hear horses whinny mm-hmm. heard cannon fire drums i mean like all the things that you hear that people say we could hear it yeah it was it was really cool Okay, that was a long story short. <laughs> I need to experience that. I... Yeah, we have to go back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and do those kind of like nighttime investigations mm-hmm. because, yeah, you're going to get stuff during the day because, you know, ghosts don't know what time it is. But at night, it's a lot quieter. It's quieter and, yeah. and you can see the shadows mm-hmm. better. So, anyways. So, one of the locations story. that everybody goes to is the Satch Covered Bridge. That's supposedly super haunted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, many witnesses have come forward reporting sightings of three disembodied heads floating on the bridge. Oh, my gosh. Usually under the moonlight. Mm-hmm. So it has to be some light there. Their pictures capture what appears to be ghostly apparitions of three Confederate soldiers. 
Now, I don't know if they're decapitated or not, but there's that's one of the main stories is you see these soldiers all the time. You get a strong sense of cigar smoke that's been detected by a lot of guests that uh, that go to the bridge. Visitors also have been touched. They get touched on the shoulders. They hear voices, you know, like mm-hmm. you did. Sounds of gunfire are heard at the bridge. So, yeah, I mean, gunfire, horses on the... what. The one thing that they hear is like horses and wagon wheels on the bridge. But the main thing that they see at this bridge are the three soldier apparitions. And a lot of people say that they've seen it. Stories go that these soldiers were hung on the bridge. And there's three three theories why the soldiers were hung. The first being that they're Confederate soldiers deserting their unit. Mm -hmm. And they were caught. So the punishment of that is mm-hmm. to get hung by the bridge. Okay. The other theory suggests that the three soldiers are actually spies, which were hung from the bridge. It would be a good meeting place. Like, you know, you're under the mm-hmm. cover of a bridge and, you know, it's a structure. So you could be taking shelter. <laughs> so. The thing is about bridge, cover bridges, though, we know that they're very haunted because they're meeting places. And this bridge was known... As a punishment place, if you do get, you know, found as, because I think, now this is just me talking, but I think that they used the covered bridge to hang people because it was such a dominant place and Mm -hmm. people would see that more instead of like hanging them from a tree where people wouldn't see. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my theory. Well, I mean, people have to go through there to get, Mm -hmm. you know, across the little river or whatever was under it at the time. It's not the only place. There's a whole bunch of other places here that I want to tell you about. But there was another bloody battle that took place in the Civil War. Now, this took place in September of 1862. So it's about a year into the war. Mm -hmm. It's on Antietam Creek. Now, that is a small town near Sharpsburg, Maryland. So in the north, they're fighting in the north, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, I, I saw something. Just a side note. You know, the war was fought in most states all the way down to Texas, but there was also two um, ships that were near France. There was a Confederate and a um, Union ship near France. The Confederate ship was trying to get to France to get um, repaired, and they had a battle, and one of the ships sank. So that was like the war really wasn't just on United States soil. It was oh, also, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was also in the... Um, I do know that they had seas. ships and that on the rivers and in the great lakes there were ships too but i don't know if there were any battles in the great lakes but Mm, don't know Mm -hmm. but um also you know there's fighting all the way down to texas too so it it, you know it's just not in this little like one little cluster area well the battle of antietam was one of the bloodiest battles also like gettysburg yeah so there were four hours of intense fighting that took place on an old sunken road which was separated or separated two farms now, there were 23,100 men wounded, killed, or missing in action from um, both sides in this cornfields, farmlands area. Now, when the Confederate Army reached the sunken road, which had provided some protection at first, General Robert E. Lee ordered that the... Ba- I don't know why I said it like that, because <laughs> I like to do accents, but... <laughs> ordered that the battle was going to be held right there. So the soldiers on both sides fired continuously at the as the Federals um, repeatedly tried to take cover in that position. So finally, the Confederate soldiers were overrun and the bodies fell on top of bodies 
and bloodied the whole sunken road. Now, that today is known as Bloody Lane. And if you ever have the occasion to walk, you kind of feel like you go back in time and you have a very like humbling experience. People have um, had impressions of like sadness and aches and pains and all the normal like ghosty type things. No matter how many visitors roam the road at any given day, it always feels church-like quiet. According to witnesses, you know, this bloody lane is super haunted. Gunfire and the smell of gunpowder have been reported when nobody's on the road or anywhere nearby. One visitor to the battlefield saw several men in Confederate uniforms walking the bloody lane, and he thought they were reenactors, and then they just completely vanished, which I think would be very cool. Yeah. The most convincing report is that uh, one of some of the um, Baltimore schoolboys who walked the bloody lane heard singing out in the fields. Now, they said it was sounded like a chant or a Christmas song, like Deck the Halls. And they heard something similar to like fa-la-la-la-la repeatedly. Hmm. So the area um, was near the observation tower where the Irish Brigade charged the Confederates with a battle cry in Gaelic, which sounded like the Christmas carol. Oh, wow. Oh, tula rula rula ra. That's probably what it was. Um, there's another haunted area right around there. It's called the Burnsides Bridge, known then as Roarback Bridge. And it's where General Ambrose Burnsides, he pushed the Confederates back after many defeated attempts. Many soldiers were buried quickly in and around the bridge in unmarked graves. Um, visitors at night reporting seeing balls of blue lights oh. moving around and That's the sound of drums playing cadence as it fades into the night. And, you know, they just said there's a lot of restless spirits there. There's another place called the Pry House and the Piper House. They actually stand on the battlefield and they're both reported to be haunted. Um, strange footsteps are being heard. Apparitions of a woman um, thought to be the wife of one of the generals who died in the house appears um there's another place in sharpsburg called the saint paul's episcopal church it was used as a confederate hospital after the battle reports tell of screams of injured and dying um, coming from and around the building others report seeing flickering lights from the church's tower the wounded were taken into uh, nearby sharpsburg to the another church and into people's homes to be cared for as many of them died there after surviving the horrendous battle there's a house in the west part of the town of mount airy which is near there that took in some of the wounded now that legend says that the floorboards of the house are stained with the blood and it can never be removed even when they try sanding it wow isn't there a place that we looked into that you could stay in that was a historic battlefield house. Yeah. When we were thinking about going back to Gettysburg, there's actually houses that you can stay that were there when the battle was going on. Wow. That would be very scary. Yeah. Um, interesting. Same type of hauntings, though, like When you mentioned reports. the blue orb, I mean, that's the same thing that you saw. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, too. And it said that nearly 50, I think it was 50%, uh, the people who were had to have a limb amputated mm-hmm. died because of the infection. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's they and, didn't die because of their wound. They died because of infection. Now, didn't you find that there was some place that they just found some bones, Civil yeah. War bones? That was in Savannah. 
It's called the 1852 Marshall House. In 1995, an entire collection of well-preserved amputated union limbs were discovered on the grounds under the floor of the hotel. The hotel is one of the most haunted in the South. A ghost of a union soldier who has a missing arm roams up and down the hotel hallways and asks, anyone seen my arm? You know what's sad is like most all of the people that had amputations, probably 99%, there was no anesthesia. No, that's where the term bite the bullet comes from. They actually made them bite on a bullet, Yeah. right? Oh uh-huh. my gosh. To Yeah, they would just chop, just chop them off. And throw them uh, out the window. The limbs. Gross. Um, we talked to people in, about in Gettysburg about that. How they would amputate an arm and just throw it out the throw it out the window. I mean, I can't even imagine. First of all, all these people probably smelled terribly. Oh yeah. And then you have people with gangrene and their arms just being chunked off. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would they do? Cauterize it? How would they? I don't even know. They just burn it to cauterize. I don't know. Oh my goodness. I mean, you'd just bleed out if they just chopped your limb off, right? Uh, No wonder it's so haunted. (laughs) So this is interesting because I I have this weird connection to George Washington since I was born on his birthday. And I lived on Valley Forge Street growing up Mm -hmm. because he was at the Battle of Valley Forge. But I did find out that February 22nd isn't his actual birthday. Oh, he lied? (laughs) They celebrated on... The 22nd for some reason, but he was actually born on the 26th. Oh. I just found that out. I found that out 52 (laughs) years into my life, (laughs) thinking I knew everything about George Washington. George, how dare you? Uh, All right. So his ghosts saved the Union. So this is a good ghost story. During the desperate days of early July 1863, so we're talking two years into the war, During the Civil War, George Washington's ghost came to rescue the Union. Now, the ghost of the American president and founding father, George Washington, came to the rescue of a group of Union soldiers wagging, or waging, wagging, wagging, (laughs) wagging a battle, waging a battle against 1863 draft rioters during the Civil War on Broadway and Duane Street. But doesn't tell me what um, city this is in. (laughs) Um, dressed in the uniform of the American Revolution, the man was Washington, who then issued the command, fix bayonets, charge, and the Union soldiers rolled and charged down the hill, forcing the rioters into a full retreat. So when an officer um, who was there was interviewed years later about the story of the ghost of George Washington, the old soldier replied cautiously, yes, that report circulated through our lines. I have no doubt that it was inspired by the men. Doubtless, it was a superstition. He then paused and added, who among us can say that such a thing was impossible? We have not yet sounded or explained the immoral, immortal life that lies beyond our earthly plane. We do not know what mystic powers may be possessed by those who are now, don't even know this word, biovacking. What? Bivocating. I have no idea. B-I-V-O-U-A-K-C-I-N-G. Hmm. 
don't know that one. I've never heard that one. Learn something new every day. <laughs> I, have to, I have to Google that one <laughs> with the dead. I only know the effect, but I dare not explain or deny the cause. I do believe that we were enveloped by the powers of the other world that day. And who shall say Washington was not among the number of those who aided in the country he founded. Makes sense, right? Perhaps a day apart. George Washington appeared before the 20th Marine Division as they were approaching Gettysburg. As they approached the fork in, a fork in the road, they were unsure which direction to take. Suddenly, a very tall, imposing figure wearing a tri-cornered hat on horseback waved at them into the right direction and commanded them to follow him. Um, did you know that George Washington is credited by some as helping the Union Army in its one of its most de- decisive engagements at Gettysburg? It says, wait a minute, George Washington, he was a general during the Revolutionary War and he died in 1799. So this is almost 100 years mm-hmm. later. Um, well before the Civil War. Yet Washington, or rather his ghost, has appeared in to the 20th Marine Division, and they thought it was a Union general, but then they begin to scratch their heads that he looked remarkably like George Washington. The horsemen led the Union soldiers to Little Round Top, which we went to, yes, um, where they were able to repel the Confederates. Although George Washington died in um, 1799, his spirit continued to serve his country in one of its most darkest moments when it was at war with itself. Basically, you know, he fought... To free the British, free free us from, from the British. British, and then shows up. But that you know that's probably gone on for many different United States wars, where there have been reported sites of generals and and lieutenants and sergeants or captains or whatever you know appearing. Appearing, yeah, uh, apparitions of them appearing to soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. There's a couple other places I'll just mention real quick um, that. Where you can find Civil War ghosts, New Orleans. Yes. Um, there's a place called the Beauregard Keys House, which is extremely haunted. Um, there's a place called Kolb's Farm in Marietta, Georgia. Of course, the Devil's Den in Gettysburg. There's a Marshall House that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It, that's in Savannah. Um, we talked about the Bloody Lane. Um, place called Fort Monroe in Hampton, Virginia. There was a lot of um, battle there. Um, people see ghosts all the time, strange mist, orbs, lights, hot spots, cold spots, and a ghost of a little girl appears. And there's also a um, wife of a sh- ship's captain who um, murdered her when he caught her having an affair. So oh. she goes up and down the lane, or I'm sorry, the sidewalk. Um, but, you know, there's there's stories like that all in and around the the battle areas pretty much anywhere where there was a battle you're going to get the same thing mm-hmm. but I, I just think it's so interesting that you know the richness and the deepness of the history and and founding you know our country but there's been many battles mm-hmm. going on for a long time i mean you know every generation has some kind of of battle and uh, not surprising that there's, you know, hauntings still to this day. But we can explore other battles, too. Like, you know, I really mm-hmm. like to get into the more of the Native American tribes and, yeah. and some of the things that they went through and some of the hauntings and legends and, and you know, spirits. You know, there's that. a lot of history right here in Toledo of the Native Americans. But 
there was a French settlement at you know right at the mouth of the Maumee River that had a lot to do with different battles and that up and down. But I think that was more like the War of eighteen twelve. But you think about land and you think about how long the earth has been around and how long people have been walking on the land. I mean, there could have been a battle in my backyard at some sort, or somebody could have died in my backyard. You don't Mm -hmm. know because there were so many people, you know, Native Americans and the French, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Woolly mammoths. Woolly mammoths. They have been found right around this area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like not too far near Ann Arbor, they found um, woolly mammoths tracks and joe has a um creek that goes behind his house you know anytime you have those water sources mm-hmm. you know people followed the water sources yeah. those that's what became the the p- trails in the past so yeah you could i mean there could be anywhere but right the thing with the the civil war though is the main thing about the civil war was it was fought by families and fought by kids you know most of the people that fought in the civil war were like 17 years old you know right and the thing is too is lots of times they didn't travel far from their their farms or their little towns i mm-hmm. mean to travel that far and they walked you right. know they they marched for miles and miles mm-hmm. especially going to gettysburg they all confronted or um not confronted but got together at mm-hmm. gettysburg and the emotions and people you know you see it on TV, and it doesn't do it justice. When these men were fighting, sometimes they were fighting hand-to-hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And I could imagine that they there were people that were just so scared that they weren't even fighting. Next thing you know, they get hit by a cannonball or something yeah. to where they just vanish or turn just to dust or whatever. And to them, they could instantly become ghosts because they don't realize that they just blew up or something right. you know what i mean yeah when you have that traumatic instant death mm-hmm. you know don't know you're dead yeah you know and and i think it's interesting that you still to this day and it's been what 170 years maybe something like that you're still seeing you know apparitions mm-hmm. in their uniforms thinking they're still in the battle yeah. You know, it. I keep thinking about the video that we watched where somebody was on that road and they were filming the road because it was the battlefield and they started seeing those white apparitions mm-hmm. walking by yeah. and they were just marching Yeah. and they didn't know they were dead. You know, it's just, it's it's mind boggling. And here we come along saying, um, you're dead, so talk to us. Talk to us, talk into this mic. Talk into this box. And they're like, light up this light. They're like, ah, I'm going to get burnt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad, you know, it's very tragic and very sad, but it's also very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially for the history buffs, like Joe and I love history and we love um, exploring and we've gone to many cemeteries and saw, you know, graves of Civil War soldiers and, mm-hmm. and, and revolutionary. A lot, a lot of them say yeah. unknown. Yeah, that's the sad part, but we remember them by mm-hmm. just showing up, you know. Um, if you guys have experienced any of these interesting type hauntings at any of these other, you know, not just Gettysburg, but these, um, like the Battle of Shiloh mm-hmm. or Antigua, Antigum. I don't know how to say Antigum. that. Whatever. Antebellum. I don't know. Um, you know, let us know. But I did want to mention one thing also is, guys, we have new merchandise available. You have to go to our Etsy store. So go to Etsy, E-T, wait, 
E-S-T-Y. Yes. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Uh, at type in 222 Paranormal Podcast and it'll come up. We've got some great merch that helps support the show so we can bring you these really fun and interesting and weird facts about <laughs> And if you have a weirdness. story, if you have a story that you would like us to read on the air, let send us a message. Yeah. You know, don't make it too long. Okay, try to keep it down to like a five-minute story that we can tell. Yeah, you forget how long-winded I am. (laughs) But, yeah, if you have a story of any type that you want to tell, any email that you want to tell us about or something that happened to you or that, let us know. We'll read it on the air. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, send us your stories, people. Mm -hmm. You could be internet famous being on the 222 Paranormal Podcast. Your five minutes of fame. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, we really appreciate you guys supporting the show and listening to us every week and and supporting us um, means the world to us. And Mm -hmm. we really, really appreciate that. So, you know, make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us. We have an Instagram now. If you can't find it, just go to 222 Paranormal Podcast. It's the one with the black and white logo um, picture. And follow us. Yes. Follow us. We will be posting some uh, pictures from our new adventure coming up, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, and like I always say, if you know this, if you do enjoy the show, share it with your friends. That helps us out a lot. But let's leave with Dead in Five, the war, fitting music, very fitting music. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, have a great week. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye, Joe. Bye-bye, Capybara. Capybara!